and the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. All right, we'll keep it on ice. It's okay. It's hanging out in the fridge. Ready to pop. No champagne today. The Brewers fall 5-4. to four. Game 2 of the three-game set against the Marlins. So the magic number will remain at 1. The Cubs won earlier today, so it'll have to wait until tomorrow. I'm Dominic Catronio, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 if you want to join us here on the program. Yoel Piomps loses it in the eighth inning. Brandon Woodruff wasn't quite himself. We'll get to the pitching in just a little bit. A couple of milestones in today's game, though. None bigger than Carlos Santana's 300th career home run. He is the 10th switch hitter ever to reach 300 homers. And, of course, he does so from the right side when he hit 299 from the left side. So congratulations, Santana. Christian Yelich reached 1,500 career hits, halfway to the immortal number of 3,000. Uh, that's a heck of a number when you really put it in that, that perspective. But Yelly, congrats to him. He had another good game coming back, even though he was the final out, two for five at the plate. A lot of positives and a lot of question marks to glean on here, but let me start with just the observation of the folks that are saying, well, what if you you know lose a few of these games to the Marlins, and if the Rockies can help out, you know, then then it feels like you, you can keep the Cubs out of the playoffs. See how you're feeling right now? You're like, ah, oh, man, just winning takes care of everything. Winning takes care of everything. You can't trust the Rockies pitching staff. You just can't. They're not a good team, period. And the Cubs, they scratch and claw their way to a 6-3 win today, but you can't count on it. And now you have this awkward moment tomorrow where the Brewers are actually going to start 40 minutes before the Cubs play. The Brewers play at 12.40 tomorrow. The Cubs play at 1.20. So if the Brewers lose tomorrow, they have to wait on the Cubs to lose. I don't want that. I want to win. I want to celebrate instantly. Okay? That's what I want to see. Winning takes care of everything. Winning series and good things happen. A weird observation right now, though, too, is the fact that the Brewers have now lost six consecutive one-run games. That's right. They have not won a one-run game since August 26th against the Padres. Then you go a little further back. They're just 3-7 over their last 10 one-run games, going back to the one nothing loss against the Dodgers on August 17th. What do you think causes that, you ask? Well, using your bullpen a lot. And that's what we've seen with Yoel Piops. Every day leads to the next. I know I've said that all season long. You've heard that phrase before. What does it actually mean? These two games are a perfect example of every day leads to the next. Yesterday, you score 12 runs in the second inning. The game was over at that point. But Corbin Burns only gave you five innings. Okay, so you have to use Trevor McGill. You have to use Bryce Wilson. And you obviously ended up using Rowdy Telez in the ninth to save another arm. But, you know, a, a leverage guy like McGill and even like an, a middle-inning guy like Bryce Wilson was not available today. Come to today. Brandon Woodruff, not quite himself today. He's allowed to be human. Burns is allowed to be human, but this is just the point I'm trying to make. 
Woodruff only goes five innings today. So you got to lean on your bullpen again. Hobie gets you four outs. Abner gets you two outs. But the game's still tied, and it's sink or swim time for Yoel Piomps. you got to figure it out. And he didn't figure it out. And I, I think today is the day that they say, okay, Yoel, we shut down Elvis Piguero. Maybe it's time for him to be shut down too. Give him the breather. Give him the rest. Let him reset because he has simply not been the same guy. And similar to the quote we talked about with Christian Yelich coming back and what what Craig Council said about Yelly being injured, they need 100% of Christian Yelich. They also need 100% of Yoel Piams. They would not be in this position without Yoel. You and I both know that. I am not going to freak out because the dude is gassed. It's very clear. We've talked about the career highs. We've talked about the innings pitch. We've talked about how much he has been used. He, he got a week off there at the start of September uh, and then came in in back-to-back games against the Yankees, and he was not as effective in the second game against the Yankees. So maybe find a way to give him another break. He got five days off between games on the 11th and 17th, but that was just because the Brewers were losing so many games in that stretch. But Piomps has not had breaks at all this season, other than that seven-day break at the start of the month. I personally would like to see him take a seat. But this is where another example of every day leads to the next. The Brewers acquired Andrew Chafin because everyone thought, oh, another lefty. That can help things out. That can make it easy on Hobie. But the real thought is, Here's another proven leverage reliever, so they thought, proven leverage reliever that can ease the pressure on the Pigueros and the Piomps in those situations. Obviously, Chafin cleaned things up, but let's just play it play it through who Craig Council had available because he has to look to October now. It's official. He has to make sure he gets there intact. You're not going to throw McGill back-to-back. He's been gassed the last few games since he had the tough opening on Tuesday, and he pitched like 30 pitches yesterday as well. You're not going to throw Tehran in the tie game in a leverage situation in a foreign op- uh, spot for him. Bukowskis isn't ready for a leverage situation yet. Maybe we're going to see him in-, in these moments here too. You're not going to throw Devin Williams for a six-out save. The only thing I would have seen, and I don't think he would have done this, is if he got that out to birdie to get the second out of the eighth inning, Devin was not warming up, but maybe that would have been an opportunity for Devin to come in for a four-out save against Fortes and then a rise. But then you counter that saying, well, if Yoel Piams can't get the nine-hitter Nick Fortes out, why should he be pitching the eighth inning? And I think that's a fair critique. But Yoel needs a break. It's clear. But in this situation, it was tied because of a multiple-chain reaction. Corbin only going five yesterday Woodruff only going five today. You would hope that you would have a Bryce Wilson available for the sixth. Then he can go with Hobie or Uribe for the seventh today. Then you can go with the other, you know, Hobie or Uribe for the eighth, depending on what you decided to do in the seventh. Give Piomps the breather. Devin gets the ninth. And also the part of this, too, is the Brewers never took the lead in this game. They were playing catch-up the whole time. They tied things in that big uh, sixth inning, but they could not get over the hump. And that's a big factor in this game as well.
855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses locally in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and decision-making capabilities that's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Craig Kishan is going to join us on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. We're back with Craig Kishan. I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers fall 5-4. to four. The NL Central will have to wait another day. Craig, uh, we just spent some time talking about Yoel Piamps here in the first segment. I know that's been the story of the day. And I, I just kind of want to give you the floor on it because we, we've all said what needs to be said. It's obviously a career high uh, in innings pitched, in games appeared in, in strikeouts. The Brewers are not in this position without Yoel Piamps, but... Just like shifting Elvis Piguero for the seventh inning role and giving him a breather, I think we're at that point now. I know we're at that point now, rather, that Yoel Piams needs that breather, and uh, the Brewers need to figure out what his role is going to be for the postseason. Yeah, and I, I honestly thought that he was kind of in that stage, you know, the kind of an unwritten rule part about it. It just, uh, you know, if you read between the lines, I, I really thought that he was in that stage right now, especially with the emergence of uh, – Uribe, uh, Chafin's pitched some meaningful innings here recently. Um, Bukaskis has come up and done a nice job on the two times that uh, he's been called upon as well. Um, you know, McGill has is, is answered the, the call in a lot of different roles recently and, um, and done a pretty nice job with it too. So I honestly thought that they were covered by giving him a break. So I was a little surprised when he came in today and, you know, right away, unfortunately showed that, you know, if he's got a tired arm or is fatigued, not sure at this point. I mean, that's not for me to say, but um, clearly they're going to have to rethink this if they're in the same situation tomorrow, because he's been a guy you can go to uh, for X number of games in a row in situations like this. So, um, you know, Uribe looked really good. I mean, I, I really think he's your eighth inning guy now in a tight game, you know, no matter what. So we'll, we'll see what they do tomorrow. And then furthermore, if it's a lot of lefties do up, it's Hobie Milner. Because as, you know, as frustrating it was with Piomps today, the bullpen still shined that Hobie Milner and Abner Uribe continue to be the stars of this team without getting the recognition because it's always sexier to be the closer. I understand that. No one gives out all-stars for being a key guy in the sixth or seventh inning. But Hobie Milner getting four outs. He hasn't allowed a run since this hot stretch began on August 18th. Uh, Abner Uribe has not allowed an earned run in 27 of his 30 appearances. And, and today, we were sitting watching the game together, Craig, and that 101 sinker he threw to Jazz Chisholm was just like, Oh my God, is that what this guy is going to become? This kid is his 30th appearance in the show, and he's got the confidence to throw a 101-mile-an-hour sinker at Jazz Chisholm's hip, dart it back over the inside corner, called strike three. This is his 30th appearance in the big leagues. And mind you, he barely had more than 40, uh, 50 professional innings under his belt before arriving in the big leagues. He is just scratching the surface. This is insane to watch his development. 
Yeah, it's fun to watch it. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's really something how he's been able to handle everything so well. He hasn't let the game uh, speed him up at all. He's been able to to kind of catch every moment of it, which is, which is rare. Uh, but the ones who can do that are the ones who are going to go on to have long special careers. And, and you got to believe he fits into that category. So um, good one to watch. I, I I, I did marvel at that uh, that third strike called on Chisholm because he was arguing with uh, the home plate umpire, Bill Miller, the whole game about the strike zone. And I know he was shaking his head at that point, but I think he was shaking his ha- head going, who's this a rebate guy, man? I'm going to have to watch out for him in the future. This is the real deal. Um, so he, he's a fun one to watch, no question about that. And, and he's a huge, huge weapon for this ball club. Looking for uh, the start. Looking at the starting pitching, right? The Brewers now, you know, the last couple of times they've lined up this Burns Woodruff Peralta for a series. You know, the first time it was that Pirates series, and that didn't go well. Then the next time was the homestand against the Marlins, and they dominated in those three games. And now here, I, I just talked about it in the first segment, and we talked about it earlier. The fact that Burns and Woodruff only went five innings to, uh, these last two games certainly impacted team in September. They weren't super effective. They pitched okay. And really, Woodruff, aside from the hanging slider from Berger, he pitched fine. He even admitted in his own admission, reading some of the reaction from the clubhouse, his delivery was a little bit off. He felt like he let the team down today. But, like, the, the, the dude's allowed to be human. He has been walking on water since he came back from the injured list. And today the offense wasn't able to pick him up. Yeah, I mean, he's only had two starts where he's given up four runs, and that's been the most he's given up all season in a single game. So um, you can still win some games when your your starting pitcher only gives up four runs. So, um, yeah, I he, he's just such a class guy, though. Of course he's going to put it on his own shoulders. Um, but I, I, I do, you know, I do look at this, and, and you're thinking – these are key games here, and, and you want these guys to maybe go another inning or two if they can. But uh, I think we're going we're gonna to see a little bit different uh, pitching from both of those guys, Burns and Woodruff, from probably Peralta, too, once the playoffs start. I, I'm actually very anxious to get through this final week, get this division clinch, get the, get the party started and over with so you can finish out the season and – and hopefully finish in the um, you know in the right mindset and and the health set so you're ready to go for that uh, Tuesday playoff game and and I think a lot of things are going to change in a really positive way. And, and the other thought too, I mean Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, you know aside from Peralta who's going tomorrow, you know Peralta gets two more starts if you include tomorrow, but they've only got one more start, so one more chance to tinker to figure out what they're going to roll into the postseason with because then everything really matters and everything counts and everything has urgency to it. And uh, I'm excited to see what they can come up with. I know they're probably not going to be extended out. I bet we'll see a lot of roster moves once the division is made official, right? I I imagine we'll see, like, Clayton Andrews come back up. Maybe we'll even see, like, Eric Lauer come back up and try to save some arms in that bullpen here down the stretch. They can get really creative given that all of these starters only have one start remaining. Yeah, that, that's a really good point, and, and it's something I'm sure that they're heavily considering. Um, you, you want to take care of business, you know, and by doing that, it, it, it comes in a lot of phases, and, and that's certainly an important one right there, and it's, 
it's all about pitching. I mean, your your hitters are going to get their their opportunities. They may not play nine inning games uh, and whatnot, but the but the key is to give your guys a break on the mound. Uh, but also at the same time, they still have to stay sharp and they still have to be in their routine. And if they're starting pitchers, they want to be out there on that fifth or sixth day. So um, really good points, uh, Dom, on that. And, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Let's get this division uh, over with tomorrow. Hey, what do you say? Let, let's get it over with. And I was saying this before you joined, the fact that the Brewers play 40 minutes before the Cubs get started how great would it be? I don't want to do this, okay, well, the Brewers lose, so they got to wait on the Cubs. No, no. Win it, get it over with, start celebrating, and then Wrigley has to see it flash on that manual scoreboard in center field. Brewers win, you know, 30 to nothing, and they have to realize, all right, we're only playing for a wild card now, and it's going to come down to the wire for those guys. We know that. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the other thing, Dom, they could do is uh, is just hop on that uh, bus and get over to the plane right away. It's, it's, a, it's a nice long uh, cruise from Miami to Milwaukee. They, could, they can destroy a plane like they could destroy a clubhouse, so why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Amen to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get a little more advanced here. I'm going to get deep in the sauce with you on the next segment. We're going to talk a little offense, then we're going to talk playoffs coming up next. want to thank one of our sponsors, the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. More with Craig after this on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio with Craig Kishan. We're going with you until just past the 7 o'clock hour tonight. It's 855-616-1620. Judging by the text line, I think everybody's watching college football today here, uh, Craig. And I totally understand. Uh, tomorrow could be interesting because there's going to be some con- conflicted viewing. Packers at home at Lambeau. I'm sure there'll be a lot of live streaming up there of the Brewers. Hopefully y'all can multitask with us tomorrow, right? Because we got plenty of coverage coming if the Brewers ever able to clinch. So I mean, look, mobile devices are out here for a reason, right? Let, let's let's do the two screen thing, right? Let's let's keep you connected on both. That's what we've done the last couple of days over here. I I love college football. We had the Badgers uh, watching their game and the Brewer game in here yesterday. We have to keep up with everything too, Dom. Right? Come on now. It's. I mean, you know, do we? Do we? I'm. I'm in baseball. Yes, we but, do. No, we. We're keeping up on everything, man. Because you, you know, you every baseball football, player is keeping up on everything. Uh, I. I just kind of like. I. I know the Packers play. I keep. You know, keep track of their schedule and all. But I'm like, I can't get into football. I don't even play fantasy football. I can't even get into football until baseball season ends. I just. I just can't. My brain can't handle that with how much is going on in my head right now, man. Well, uh, I can't. I can't teach you these lessons, Dom. You're just gonna have to learn them by by watching me do this. Because uh, I'm gonna do it again tomorrow with the Packer game. I got no problem with that. All right, thank you, Mr. Miyagi. I'll have to learn. And given I'll be sitting between you and Vinny Rotino, two of the biggest cheesers I know. I'm gonna have to. Be prepared oh, for that. you got that right. You got that no, right. No kidding. Hey, let's get to our difference-making moment. Talk a little offense here. The difference-making moment is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning, all from a fee-only fiduciary. You can forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning. It's all customized. It's to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Your difference-making moment, Craig. Go ahead. 
Well, I think there's a lot of good captain obviouses in the uh, in the sixth inning here, and that's what I'm going to go with offensively for the Brew Crew. And it's uh, I'm going to give it to William Contreras putting that ball in play that Josh Bell couldn't handle, ends up uh, driving in a run and sets up Carlos Santana's uh, three run home run. It just kept the steam rolling in that inning because uh, nobody was retired yet at that point, three batters in. And then Santana, the fourth batter, hits the home run. So that's going to be my uh, turning point difference maker. It has to be. I mean, that's that's the right call for sure. The, the, the moment with Santana and the moment for the Brewers offense in that sixth inning, it felt like, okay. Like I mean, we had the comment too. It's like the game was tied, but it felt like the Brewers were in control. But obviously, they lost control in that eighth inning. Yeah, I really felt like after the game was tied up, um, just knowing who's coming in from the bullpen from Milwaukee and how well that they were set up, uh, that I, I really felt like they were ahead, and it was just going to be a matter of time before they pulled ahead. Uh, but they they really couldn't mount any any big threats after that, uh, you know, that two on two out in the seventh inning, but that was, you know, that was pretty much it had a runner at second in the eighth inning, a uh, couple of strikeouts after that. And then they went down quickly in the ninth. So things change, you know, when you get, when you get guys on base and, you know, you get multiple walk innings like Piams gave up and then the wild pitch, those are absolute killers. The offense though, when we look at it, uh, Lazardo pitched well, and then he didn't out of nowhere, and the Brewers made him pay. A million lefties, that's one in a million, too, and they got to puck, but then Moore pitched well, Nardi pitched very well, and then Tanner Scott just blew the doors off the place there. And as hot as they were with runners in scoring position yesterday, they went just uh, they went two for six today, which you know it doesn't sound terrible. It's a three thirty three batting average, but you know I, I'm more mad at the fact they only had six opportunities with runners in scoring position, and it, only two guys had multiple hits, Contreras and Yelich. Uh, only three extra base hits of the seven hits today, which you know isn't that bad of a ratio, but only seven hits. So one of those days, we've seen these days before. I'm trying not to overreact because I really liked today's lineup on paper. Just didn't get the W. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I, was, I looked at this lineup and said, you know, they, they can go out and do this. Now, I don't remember ever this year uh, them facing – Every single pitcher on the opposing side was a lefty. That was uh, that was certainly a new one. But it was, you know what? If they have an advantage or, over this franchise for whatever reason, uh, they eked one out today. That's for sure. And it was also tiny note. Really good to see Tyrone Taylor get a pinch hit opportunity. I know he struck out, but we had talked about this last few days and that he's missed the last three games. He's got a sore hamstring, so it feels well enough that he can give you an AB and. The Brewers would not do that if he was not healthy enough to at least give you an A, B, and run. And I thought that was an encouraging development today, too. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it was it was good to see him in there. I was a little surprised when they announced him in the ninth inning, and but it immediately gave me a good sign that we could potentially see him in there tomorrow. Uh, his numbers, you know, over the last month have been so, so good. Uh, it, it's really it's really a shame that that uh, hamstring tweak came up on him. Uh, but hopefully, you know, two or three days of rest is uh, uh, going to be the difference for him to get back in there. So finally, as we wrap things up with you, Craig, the playoff picture looks like this. Miami is still a game back of the Cubs for the last wild card spot. Cincinnati, by the way, they are out to an early lead. In fact, that game's pretty much already over. It's 9 nothing Reds in the top of the fourth. So they are going to move... 
uh, to a game and a half back of the Cubs. The reason why we continue to say the Cubs are in trouble is because the Cubs do not hold a tiebreaker on anybody. And the Diamondbacks have already been postponed today, so they will remain at 81 wins. The Cubs, 81 wins. The Miami Marlins, 80 wins. The Reds are about to be at 80 wins as well. So it gets complicated. And I, I, I know people want to say, oh, just don't let the Cubs in. Don't let the Cubs win. Just win games, man. Just win games and good things are happening. Quite frankly, I know we've talked about the scariness of the environment, that it would be all Cubs fans for that wild card series. I, as I look at these teams, Arizona, Chicago, Miami, Cincinnati, that are in this race still, the Brewers are better than every single one of those on paper. And you won a division for a reason. You would hopefully handle it against the Cubs. And if you want to get real deep in the sauce here, it could come down to the last day. Excuse me, come down to the last day of the season, which currently Justin Steele is lined up the pitch the last day of the season for the Cubs, which means he would not be available for a wild card series. They would have to rely on Kyle Hendricks and uh, Jamison Tyone, and then maybe Marcus Stroman if they feel he's healthy enough. I, I like the Brewers' chances in that regard. Yeah, I, 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 you know, you and I were talking about this, and I, you know, I, I often Dom marvel at how you have everything mapped out the way a manager in an organization would be because because it's so true. That could be positively detrimental for the Cubs that they basically would have to go all in just to get in, and then they leave themselves vulnerable uh, on the mound. And that's certainly in the playoffs not where you want to be vulnerable. And we saw what Stroman did today. They they hit him hard early. I mean, he was only going to go probably two or three innings anyway. And, uh, and they got their three runs early off of him in that second inning. So um, it, that, that's a really valid point right there. And Milwaukee just keep winning. Uh, make Chicago earn it when they get to, uh, when they get to Milwaukee next weekend. And, and to me, that's how they're, the Brewers are going to have their say. Uh, and if it, they end up playing Chicago again, I say good luck. Amen. Amen to that. Craig Sean, thanks as always for your insight, my friend. All right, pal. We'll do it again tomorrow, hopefully celebrating a clinch. Back with more after this on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall 5-4. Get to a couple of texts that popped in here. This one from Jenny and Vernon. Saw the last couple of innings over at a famous Brewers hangout. And to your point, yes, everybody was watching college football. Nobody seemed to care except me, the big dork in the corner seat. Hopefully tomorrow, same place the Packers are playing. There will at least be some excitement for the team. These are truly the golden years. I agree entirely. And I like this text from the 920 area code. Why wouldn't you guys want to wait to clinch in Milwaukee so you can be there? I agree, but I just want to clinch and get it over with. Right? I mean, I would love to see the photos of Euchre celebrating with the club and have some fun with it. Uh, but obviously, there are some things we can't control in this world, and it would be fun to see uh, Euchre celebrating with them. Maybe I'm sure if they clinch tomorrow, there will be some sort of fun moment for Euchre here at home, and furthermore, just win the wild card series, you get to celebrate again, and you could be involved with that. So celebrate like you mean it. That's what we do in baseball because it's such a long 
season. Uh, 855-616-1620 with you for another 25 minutes or so here on the program. I want to thank Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. You can trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. You can get a $1,000 instant rebate on a Dakin AC or a furnace unit. That goes through the end of October. you got financing that's available as well. You can go to SEIDER.com, Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Looking at the Brewers' upcoming schedule, looking at what they've got lined up, and none of this is quite yet uh, official, but just trying to picture things out of what that final series could look like. And, And I'm operating under this with the assumption that the Brewers are going to clinch the division tomorrow, that they're going to win tomorrow's game, put any doubt away, and move on. So there's an off day tomorrow. The rotation has not been announced, or rather, an off day on Monday. The rotation has not been announced for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday against the Cardinals. But if we just go go off days of rest, it would be Adrian Hauser, Wade Miley, and then Corbin Burns, which would line up Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and then Adrian Hauser again in that final weekend against the Cubs. So you're still getting two aces going against the Cubs, and Corbin uh, would not start a game 162. He would start game one of a wild card series. Sign me up for that, man. That's great. And if you go off based on days of rest with Marcus Stroman going today for the Cubs, they also have an off day on Monday. So you map it out. It will probably be Justin Steele on Tuesday, Kyle Hendricks on Wednesday, Jamison Tyone on Thursday when they're taking on the Braves, and they need as many wins as they can get, the the Cubs, against those Braves. And then you've got Stroman lined up on Friday, and then who knows, Saturday and Sunday, because they use Javier Assad today, and then probably use Justin Steele on normal rest on Sunday, which is matters because the Cubs, it's going to come down to the last day. They cannot finish tied with any of these teams in the wild card race. They cannot finish tied with the Reds, they cannot finish tied with the Marlins, and they cannot finish tied with the Diamondbacks. Otherwise, they are the team that's kicked out in those situations because they've lost the head-to-heads, which is why they have to use their guys down the stretch. And I know you're worried, oh, the Rockies are not giving them any help. They're getting the Braves next week. The Braves, okay? You could get some help there while the Brewers are facing the Cardinals. So don't panic. We're almost at the end. You've made it this far. You stayed with us, even when they were 500 and they got swept by the Oakland A's. Here they are. They're in the postseason, and they're one win away, hopefully tomorrow, from making it back into the postseason and win a, win a division series or win a uh, wildcard series and then get into a division series, and then let's see what happens. As I ranted on August 17th after that loss to the Dodgers, just get in. That's all that matters. The Brewers are in. They're trying to get healthier. And, oh, by the way, they may get some reinforcements soon. Touch on that a little bit later. Up next, we're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, right here on WTMJ. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. All right, it's a loss. Keep champagne on ice for another day. There were some positives from this. Carlos Santana hitting career home run number 300. Uh, you also had Abner Uribe flash again. Hobie Milner was great again. Yelich looks healthy. There were some positives, but they still lost. Let's hear from the manager, Craig Council, after today's defeat. What are you kind of battling his delivery, it looked like, 
or just didn't look quite as sharp as yeah I mean he, he's been so good here so um, I think it was a day where he just you know just a little off with the delivery um, you know there, there was really you know we went out there obviously and there's nothing physical going on he's just a little off with the delivery um, he actually as a as the you know we got past that second inning third fourth fifth inning he was feeling really good lobbying to go back out there so um, you know, he just you know didn't have his best best day who prompted the visit Craig was it just a uh, just kind of some things just yeah just a couple people just saying what's going on and we just went out there yeah but, but he said right away yeah all good nothing happened could that have account we were, we were noticing that his velo was down a little bit that could have accounted for that just being off yeah, that, that may be, bit. yeah, why people, uh, you know, pay a little closer attention to that. And then Piamps, Craig, you know, he carried a, a very heavy load for you. Um, how's he holding up? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, it's one pitch, really, and it's not, you know, there was no loud, there's not, it's not been a loud contact issue here. Um, you know, it's just been... Maybe getting ahead of a hitter, not making a pitch, falling behind a hitter with a walk. Um, you know, the, the 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 ball in play has not been, you know, overly concerning really. Um, you know, he was just so good at controlling counts, I thought early, and, and you know, that he's always been very good at that. Um, and he's just that's a little bit what's going on. It's a leadoff walk today. You know, that, that was that simple, you know. Luzardo is obviously a really good pitcher. Um, you know what can you say about the offense coming back there and get things started against him in the sixth? Yeah, I mean he had it going for sure, um, and was was throwing the ball really well, and, and uh, you know they just lead off hitter on and, and a mistake, a defensive mistake by them, and you know we're in business. So Carlos had a huge homer, and we're back in it. Um, you know, it was a good game. We had a couple runners in scoring position in the seventh and eighth. Just, just couldn't get the next hit. That moment for Santana, Craig. I mean, 300 is a big number for a career. Um, that had to be pretty electrifying. Yeah, it was. It was great in the dugout. Very cool. Tying game, tying three run homer. So, um, really happy for him. It's, it's something to be proud of for sure. Christian too. 1500 career hits, kind of full circle for him to do it here. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Good for him, and um, that's that's a lot of hits. That's a lot of hits. Is, are you encouraged just by what you've seen from Christian the first two days back? Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's you know, nothing. He's swinging the bat well. Feels great. So we're in good shape. I mean, he he tried to make a sliding catch down the left field line, and you know he, his foot gave way on a crappy warning track there in Miami. But let me rant for a second. Miami's field surface has always been an issue, and clearly this Astro turf that they've got, and I know they got the B1K, but like something's up, man. They have not been able to figure it out there, and it, it really annoys me for a player safety perspective. And the fact that a player's cleat can just give out on the warning track like that. That's not supposed to happen. If you're saying, well, Tom, he was running full speed and all this. No, it's a cleat onto dirt. If the if the dirt is loosely packed, that's not a real warning track. That's dangerous. But anyway, Yelich, we saw him reach 30 feet per second on that infield hit. We saw him race for that ball down the line. You don't do that if your back's not feeling good. He even pulled a double. Seeing that dude healthy is really encouraging right now for the crew. A couple of highlights to play coming up next. Brewers fall 5-4. to four. want to thank one of our sponsors, though, Network Health. For over 40 years, Network Health has been making health insurance affordable 
and understandable so you can make the most of your coverage. If you're looking for individual coverage or Medicare Advantage or even coverage for your employees, visit NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs. Again, NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs, and they've got a plan for you. More to come on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers were behind the eight ball early in this one. Game two of the series against the Marlins. Brandon Woodruff allowed a three-run homer to Jake Berger in the first inning. Woodruff would fight his command under his own admission throughout the day's rotation, and his uh, delivery was just a little bit off. In the end, he would allow four runs over his five innings of work. In the top of the sixth inning, though, the Brewers' offense finally arrived against starter Jesus Lazardo. It started with the man at the top of the order. 0-1 is ripped down the right field line. This is a fair ball, and it'll one-hop the wall in right. Perkins is on his way to third. He'll stop there. Yelich checks into second with a double, and the Brewers in business here in the sixth. How good is it to have 22 back in this lineup? That is his fourth extra base hit since coming back from his uh, back issue just yesterday. Two homers yesterday and a double added a double today. So the rally is set up. Second and third. Nobody out. And how about a little bit of good luck for William Contreras? Brewers looking for a big inning. 1-2 is a one-hopper. Eats up Bell at first. Perkins will score. Everybody's safe. Yelich moves to third. Boy, just kind of a soft line drive and Bell let it play him. It was an awkward play. A run scored. Everybody's safe. Runners on the corners and still nobody out as then the next batter uh, was Carlos Santana, but he would face a new pitcher. A.J. Puck would come into the game, another lefty. His flaw, he's allowed nine home runs this year out of the bullpen, and he's facing a guy hunting a milestone. Puck looks over at first in the one-two pitch, and Santana drive out to right center field. Chisholm is back at the track. Gone! Carlos Santana! Number 300 in his career has tied this game at four. Out of nowhere, off the deck, the Brewers tied things up. They would leave Josh Donaldson stranded, though, at second base. They failed to get another run across, so they never took the lead in this game. And, in fact, the Marlins would reclaim the lead in the eighth on a wild pitch from Yoel Piams to make it 5-4, and that would end up being the final. So this game... This series, rather, is tied at one game apiece for all the uh, series marbles tomorrow. It'll be Freddie Peralta on the mound in this one going up against Edward Cabrera. A win, and the Brewers clinch the Central. It will be their third division title in six years. We'll take our last break. Come back with the broadcast schedule for tomorrow right here on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, tomorrow, first pitch is at 12.40. Network coverage beginning just after noon. Tomorrow here, Central Time. It's perfect because you can listen to Green Bay Game Day, get ready for the game from 9 to noon, and then flip on over to the Brewers and get ready for that one. You can listen on the radio, or maybe you got the Packers on your TV, and uh, hang out ready for a big sports day in Wisconsin here tomorrow. Reminder of the situation, once again, for those who are confused. The Brewers win tomorrow, it's over. Does not matter what happens with the Cubs game later. If the Brewers win tomorrow, the Central is done. Mathematically, it's over. The Brewers will have claimed their third NL Central title in the last six years. 
However, if the Brewers lose, they have to wait on the Cubs, because if the Cubs lose, then they clinch the division as well. So win and it's over, lose and wait and see, and if Cubs lose too, you're still in. Does that make sense? That's the only thing that matters at this point. At the end of the day, the wild card standings are going to look like this. Philly's still in the top spot. They've virtually clinched that top spot at this point. Arizona is in second. They got rained out today. They're going to have a complicated uh, stretch of games with burning their last off days. They're going to play a regular game tomorrow and then a doubleheader on Monday, or rather a single game on Monday to make up the game, and then they will play a day game on Thursday to wrap up their series against the White Sox. It's a mess. It's just truly a mess for them as they finish up their season. But nonetheless, they're still in the second wild card at 81 wins. Chicago's at 81 wins. They won today. Miami's at 80 wins. They're one game back of the Cubs. But all they need is a tie against the Cubs, and they get in, and the Cubs get left out. Whereas Cincinnati, by the end of the day, they will be a game and a half back since they're beating up on the Pirates right now. So they will be a game and a half back. Same thing. All they need is a tie head-to-head with the Cubs, and they get in. It gets a little more complicated, and I'll update you on all that tomorrow if Chicago, Miami, and Cincinnati all end up tied for that final spot, or even Arizona for that matter, because it will get very, very complicated at that point. So again, tomorrow we're on the air just after noon with the Network pregame show. Josh Maurer, Lane Grindle live from Miami. And then finally, finally, an off day on Monday. I tell you what, man, I, I don't normally complain about consecutive days and lack of off days and things of that nature. It's catching up to me. So imagine how it's feeling for the Brewers right now. Brewers have not had an off day since Thursday the 7th, and a lot has happened since then, to say the least. Thursday the 7th was their last off day. You're finally getting one again on Monday, and they'll get another one on Monday the 2nd before the wild card series begins at home on the 3rd. And I remind you, Brewers playoff tickets are available now on Brewers.com. So go ahead, get your tickets, make sure that It's not full of Cubs fans, and even if the Cubs aren't the ones that get into the postseason, make sure as many Brewers fans in there as possible. Because let's be honest, too, if the Brewers, you know, assuming they're going to host this wild card series, let's say they win those two games, right? Let's say they move on. You get two home games in the the playoff series against whoever they face. They will not have home field advantage likely for the rest of the postseason, which means They're only guaranteed one game in the DS. You would hope, obviously, it means they're going to have a a couple of wins in the DS. But get your tickets to the wild card game because you don't know what's going to happen in the DS. You know they're going to host in the wild card round. You don't know what's going to happen in the DS. So get your tickets. Brewers.com slash postseason. Congrats to Carlos Santana. He got the ball back, by the way. They made a trade with the fan, a signed bat, it looked like. So home run. Number 300 for Slamtana. Congratulations to him. Back with more tomorrow. 12:40 first pitch right here on WTMJ for Evan Wittalison and Craig Kashan. Keep on swinging.